0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno, leading the next generation of sports fans live on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel. And of course, right here on 1252 Sports Chicago. Guys, we have our Super Bowl matchup. The LA Rams are technically the away team at the Cincinnati Bengals, even though the Bengals are playing their Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium. So technically, they're at the Rams. It's very confusing, but it's Rams versus Bengals at SoFi Stadium next Sunday. Right now, the Rams are four-point favorites. The points total is 48.5. Super exciting matchup. I can tell you, I never thought that the Bengals... I didn't think the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl. No one thought the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl this year. I was all in on the Rams. I, I The Rams were my pick in the NFC since they traded for Stafford. That comes to fruition, obviously. I promise you, if you go back and you look at everyone's preseason predictions, including mine, I don't think I had the Bengals winning more than four or five games. I'll admit I was wrong. And I promise you, nobody thought that they would make it to the playoffs. No one thought they would make it to the divisional round. No one thought they'd make it to the AFC championship. And nobody, nobody thought that they would be in the Super Bowl before the season. I told all of you last week, the Bengals were just, they had, they were a better matchup. They, they were better matched up against the Chiefs um, than it looked. Um, th- that wide receiver core was too much for the for, for the Chiefs to handle in the second half of the game. The Chiefs, they were up 21-3. to They absolutely fell apart. Some dumb decisions coaching, in my opinion. Going for it uh, at the goal line instead of taking the field goal at the end of the first half, kind of put everything into motion for the Bengals to come back and win that game. But good for Joe Burrow, good for the Bengals. Um, I'm not going to give my score prediction right now because I have to save that for next Sunday, for, for Super Bowl Sunday. But I can tell you who I think is going to win the game. And to talk about this game, you know I need none other than Mr. Harry the Greek to come in here. Harry, let me hit you with the, with the harp, of course. Good morning.
1: Hey, good morning. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm doing real well. Hey, how's well.
1: the, we have a weather check because down here it's miserable today in Florida. We have overcast skies, a little bit of rain, and it's going to be like a high of 62. It's ooh, it's chilly. I can't stand it.
0: Uh, on In Just, New Jersey, in North yeah. Jersey, it's 18, it's 18 degrees and sunny today.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll trade you. I mean, we, the sun, but it's sunshining.
0: <laughs> but it's still 18 degrees, Harry.
1: How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got the Super Bowl to talk about. We got there was the Senior Bowl yesterday, which was very exciting to watch. I don't know how much of that you caught on, but I have a few notes from it that I loved. Never um, watched
1: it. I, I had to work a day yesterday from hell. Let me tell you something. It was busier than I've
0: ever seen it. Listen, I'll I'll, I'll get you updated on everything that happened, all the prospects that look good. Um. The Ra- uh, we'll, we'll talk some uh, some coaching hires. The Raiders hired their coach. Uh, the Jaguars hired their coach. The Saints are interviewing some guys today. Um, and, of course, we're going to talk some free agencies, some trade destinations for possible uh, trade candidates. Um, and so, I mean, let's get right into it here. Let's talk Super Bowl first, man. Bengals, Rams, I mean... I just said it. Nobody thought the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl at this point, right? I you, mean,
1: you, you, when they got into the playoffs, you gave the Bengals a shot in every single game, Jacob. Props I off did. to you. I didn't. There was just no way. They weren't supposed to beat Tennessee. Come on. I point. had the
0: Bengals. I actually had the Bengals winning every uh, they were playing.
1: Yeah, but I did kind of like, you know, uh, you know, look, I thought Kansas City was going to beat the brakes off of them as well. But when I started watching the game, I was like, man, Can you imagine what this team's going to look like when they get three or four offensive linemen? Forget about defense, okay? Forget about the defense. Just three or four offensive linemen. Wait wait, till they protect this kid Burrow. This Bayou Bengal, let me tell you something. He's the real deal, period.
0: So you look at that, right? And and we look at the matchup between the Rams and the Bengals, and, and you mentioned once they get three or four offensive linemen, but listen, they don't have him right now, and and they're playing against a Rams team with probably the best defensive line in the entire playoffs, right? They have, I mean, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, both are playing like they're in their prime, right? I mean, Aaron Donald's silent throughout the year just because he's getting quadruple teamed by every team that uh, he's going up against. He's really come out of his shell in the playoffs this year. Von Miller looks like he did six years ago, right? He's it's, they definitely
1: it's, They definitely turned it up a notch. I'll tell you that man. That defense turned it up, but I said it before I said it before the season started. They were going to be the best team in the National Football League. Then they had that little bit of a lull, and then I was like, I'm still going to stand by it because playoff time, it's going to be a different ball game.
0: Yeah, the Rams, I mean, listen, you look at every single aspect of this game. Every single matchup, the Rams have them covered in almost every single uh, aspect of this game. So to um,
1: Tennessee. So to Kansas so to, City.
0: Exactly. Here that's the thing. I I, I to be fair, I, I thought the Bengals I knew the Bengals were better than Tennessee. I knew the Bengals were better than um I I knew the Bengals were gonna beat Kansas City or at least I thought they would. Um I knew they were gonna cover. I did not I I predicted them to win the game, but it ended up working. But I, I was very iffy on that one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I and it was a lock that I knew the Bengals were going to beat the Chiefs because no. obviously it wasn't.
1: You liked um, them. You, you didn't you didn't think right. they were a lock. You liked them, but you never said anything about being a lock. Yeah, I yeah. will go back because that's on tape. I mean, my hats are off to you. You definitely picked the Bengals a lot better than I did.
0: Yeah, I I, I just I'm looking at the Rams and I just I don't know if if the Bengals are gonna be able to handle this Rams defense. I I really don't. They've had great safety play so far, great defensive line play, great linebacker play. They have a problem, right? I'll be honest. They've had a problem at corner throughout the playoffs. Darius Williams did not look great in that game against the Niners. Um, Jalen Ramsey has been getting burned a little bit uh, throughout the playoffs thus far. And the and the Bengals have a loaded wide receiver room and they have a ton of weapons and they can hurt you so many different ways offensively. And the Bengals defense has really stepped up uh, during the playoffs. I don't know. I, I, some games, the problem with the Rams for me, some games they come out and they look like the best team in football. And then sometimes they come out like they did in the beginning of the game against the Niners and they look like they look incredibly beatable. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I just don't know how it's not so much how can the Rams stop Cincinnati with their defense is how is Cincinnati going to stop the Rams offense? That's just, I just yeah. look, man, they're just too deep everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Rams will nullify, completely nullify Cincinnati's running game. They will, that okay. will be out, after the first two series that, that will be out the window. It will be throw, 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 throw. And it's just going to Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. and It's just a list. and, and the other DN, um, we were just no. talking about him. Von I'm Miller. Not. I mean, it's just, that team is just so deep, man. I just, look, and, and to believe it or not, it was only minus four when the line opened. I couldn't push enough money into the middle. I don't know what the line is because I'm afraid it's going to drop to minus three, minus, you know, I mean, no, I'm not drop. I'm afraid it's going to drop. It's going to drop the other direction. It's going to be as high as six and seven points. I just wanted to get it when I could.
0: Yeah, I just,
1: and, and even he agrees. I,
0: I've picked, yeah, i picked the, uh, i picked the Bengals throughout the whole playoffs. It's just hard to look at this matchup, and I, I, it would be great for the Bengals to win, right? It's awesome for Cincinnati to win a championship in football. It really showed me. Uh, two three years. You're
1: freezing up, Jacob.
0: Ah, uh, that's a problem. How am I? Now? That's all
1: right. No, you're, 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 you're still frozen up a little bit, but I, I can hear you. Go ahead.
0: All right, cool. Um, it's hard. It's great for for football for Cincinnati to win a championship. I right? just, man, it's hard to look at this Rams team, and, but then then again, it's hard to doubt the Bengals, right? We've everyone's doubted them throughout the whole playoff so far, and it's it's come back to bite them in the ass, right?
1: Yep, I'm gonna be rooting for the Bengals, but I bet on the Rams. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I never bet with my heart. I'd love to see Cincinnati for what this team has gone through, you know, the past 30 plus years to win a Super Bowl when everybody picked against them. It's a great underdog story. But you know what would even be better is when you sell your soul to the devil to get to the pinnacle. Okay. And then to blow it. And then can you imagine what happens to this team in a couple of years? It'll be tore apart, and then they're screwed for a long time. I would laugh. It would remind me of what the Washington football team, or the Washington, whatever I mean, not they Washington are,
0: Washington Commanders. Harry, the,
1: the, 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 I'm going to call them the Commandos. Okay. I mean, why did you change your name? At least Washington Football Team had some kind of nostalgia to it. I mean, I'm going to say it: the Redskins were my favorite. Washington Football Team. It kind of grew on me. Commanders,
0: really? I liked football. I liked the football team. I love I, the
1: football team.
0: I thought it, I thought it was a, I thought it was great. Hey, I, you I don't know.
1: got some pretty good comments here.
0: Barry Bonds in the hole. No, he's not. Uh, which is uh, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. It's some ridiculousness. Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State, had an awesome week in Mobile. Absolutely and definitely helped his draft stock. Would love to see him paired up with Justin Fields in Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: Christian Watson, man. I've they were really hyping him up on the broadcast yesterday for the Senior Bowl. Is he that um, he good?
1: I didn't see had, him, Jacob.
0: He had a great week. Um, he's not a first round talent, probably not a second round talent. Um, but if you can grab him maybe late second, third round, um, he could really help your team out. There's this the problem is this wide receiver class is so deep. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I
1: don't want the Bears to take a wide receiver early like that. They need to go <laughs> early and often on the offensive line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean you look at it right, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave, Drake London, uh, uh, Traylon Burks, who's great, um, <clears throat> Christian Watson. You get uh, Jahan, Jahan Dotson. These are just these are just first, second round guys, right? And then you get deeper in and deeper in, and there's always some late round guys that blow up. It's all about where you go. So, I love I love this receiver class. I'm sure I missed out on. I'm sure I forgot to name a few guys, but. This isn't a draft. The thing about this draft, Harry, this isn't a draft for quarterbacks. This is a draft if you want to get your defense right. The edge, I mean the edge class is bonkers deep, right? You get you're going to get guys in the, that fall to the third round that are day one starters this year.
1: What do you right? want to bet that you get a quarterback in this draft class in the first three rounds that ends up being a superstar?
0: I I I Don't see one. I've been watch Harry, I've been really watching, really watching this tape, watching them practice, watching all this senior bowl stuff, whatever. There's not a single guy. There's two names that I that I that I like. Who are they? I love uh Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati. Okay. I love Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. What did you
1: like about the kid from Cincinnati considering they were really a run, a run team and a real big defensive team? Just out of curiosity. for the most part, um, yesterday Thanks, when I'm I watched, sorry, because you broke up.
0: Uh, it really depends on the offense here. Let me try and reconnect this. He, no, okay, it, really depends, it really depends. on the um the offense that he ends up going to. Um, you want a guy who, if you if you're drafting Desmond Ritter, you run a lot of play action. You're a really run heavy team. A good team for him to go to, I think, is the Indianapolis Colts. I think they could really use a guy like him. I my thing with Ritter, you're not going to, you can't ask him One, he's not day one ready. None of these quarterbacks are day one ready, but you ask Ritter to develop a little bit city year comes in the year after he can really, I think he can really be good. We saw him roll out quite a bit yesterday in the senior bowl, made some really nice throws. Um, And a guy who I was high on that I'm not so high on now is Carson. The quarterback of Nevada. He, he just didn't, Arm didn't look too strong. Um, he was making some bad decisions, uh, and he he just didn't. The, the thing is, when you get a quarterback out of Nevada, a school like that, you put him against some real talent, like in the Senior Bowl, see him start to struggle a little bit. That's very that's incredibly concerning. And I love Malik Willis. The Steelers, it's been coming out. The Steelers love Malik Willis. Also, uh, he's it's no secret he's their favorite quarterback in this draft class. Uh, and I think he'll end up, he'll be a first round guy. Oh, I love Matt Corral. I think if there's anybody that's going to bloom into a star, it's going to be Matt Corral, the quarterback out of Ole Miss. Um, right. But I'm telling you, this is I'm telling you, this isn't a draft for quarterbacks. It's not. You want to get your defense right? Now's the time to do it. You need a corner, safety, whatever. This is the draft to do it. Offensive linemen. There's a few of them early. That's not that it doesn't get too deep there guy who's draft stuck rose, Trevor Penning, offensive tackle. Not a deep right class. If you want if you need a wide receiver, you need all that. This is the time to do it. If you need a quarterback, now is not the draft. If you need a guy who can start day one, it's not last year. You're not going to be able to find guys like that. You know? Oh and the tight end class this year is incredibly deep. Do you think so? Yeah, mu-
1: mu- give much me, deeper. Give me, than some, give me some of the tight ends period. that you like.
0: Trey McBride, man. Trey McBride is I mean, he's Where's the he consensus play, yeah. tight end one. He plays at Colorado State. He's the consensus tight end one. He looked great yesterday. Personally, I want the Jets to get him because I think uh, they could really use him. Um and, and he and he really fits their offense yesterday. The Jets coaching staff was coaching the national team for the senior bowl. Um mm-hmm. and they had Trey McBride and they had him doing a lot of those tight end routes that the jets like to run in their offense. And he was, he was, I mean, he was really, really solid. So I like him. Any I mean, are there any,
1: are there any player or any of these players in really, really small schools? There's I, one I like the deep corner. Picks. I don't. I, I don't want the Adam Shaheens from Ashland State, Kentucky, somewhere in that neighborhood. I want a solid player, off that that nobody's ever heard of. I don't care what position it is, so I can mark it down and I'm going to track it, see where he goes to it, and then all of a sudden he just ends up blossoming, and that way I can mark this tape and say, you know what. This is why this young man sitting next to us is smarter than anybody that I know, especially when it comes to this game. The draft included. Sorry, Andrew Faubert. All right. J.C. Allen. Sorry, all the people. This guy right here is unreal.
0: All right. You want a name? You want a deep name?
1: Yep. I, w- I want a deep name.
0: Small. All right. Um. All right. Cornerback. This is. I like him. I'm really high on him. Um. And I don't think he's a first round guy. Maybe not even a second round guy. Tariq Woolen. Cornerback out of UTSA is
1: going to be UTSA I, University of Texas. Yeah, uh, I think
0: he's going to be. I think he's going to be really Texas good. Texas
1: State. I don't I have no idea. Seriously,
0: might be. I think it might be University of Texas San Antonio.
1: Okay, that's that is what
0: it is. What's his name? Uh, Tariq Woolen. We'll see. I I, bet.
1: Walk- I bet two games in UTSA this year. Okay, I bet two games. And because of the fact that they were getting so many points at one point, I was like, I got to take them. (laughs) I mean, they cover, not only cover, they won. How about that? They won. Right. It's because of this. You know what? I, I, I I see that this is sparking up a little bit. Not so much of a debate, but there you go.
0: It's 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 Troy Paul. It's
1: whatever. Christian Schoenfeld says commies. I agree. I, I can't get behind it. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry.
0: Malik Willis has well, the highest ceiling, in my opinion, but I'm not sure there is a sure thing. No, absolutely not. There is not a sure thing quarterback this year at all. The Jets have a bright future once they develop. Huh,
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a good one, actually. That might be common in the day for Troy. <laughs> Seriously, funny that now. is kind of
0: funny. Shadar Sanders, Shad- that's, State. that's uh, Deion Sanders' kid. He's a quarterback. He's actually pretty good. I don't he, think really? he. I don't think he's in the draft, though, this year. So, so wait a minute.
1: He's playing for his daddy? Yeah. No
0: kidding. kidding. And he's good. He's good. Dallas Flowers, Pittsburgh State. Yeah, he's pretty. I I haven't done a lot of research on him. I I haven't done. I I mean, I have three months to the draft. I really go into it after the Super Bowl ends, and I don't have to worry about all that. But right now I'm looking at the first two rounds. Then it starts to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then by April 29th, I'm familiar with every single player in this draft.
1: I, I know that. Hey, I got a question for you. We, oh. Will you take a thousand dollars to throw the game for me? What do you mean? Uh, how about how about if I pay you a hundred thousand dollars? Can you like tank this game?
0: A hundred thousand dollars to tank the game? Yeah, yeah. Who am I? I'm not? Yeah, I'm Brian Flores now. I I
1: uh, y- yes or no? Did you would you do it? Would I do it? No, uh-huh. I wouldn't either.
0: No, I wouldn't I, either. I think, I think a man think has I'm to Brian stand on his principle. Yeah, if I'm Brian Flores, I have my morals, my my whatever. I, I don't want to lose on purpose because then they fire him, right? Then he loses and then they fire him anyway. And then he doesn't have another job because he was losing constantly. Yeah, You know, so
1: yeah, I, I have some yes or no questions for you. Did you believe that Hugh Jackson uh, was offered the same thing because there was an article that came out that where there was smoke, there was fire. There was no truth to it. And he's actually backpedaling on it. I guess he's saying now the media has taken off with it and misconstrued what he said. Did you hear anything yeah, about yeah, that? I, well? Yeah,
0: I heard. It, I heard it came out that he just he he wasn't actually getting paid to lose. I heard that they weren't trying to win though. He wasn't getting paid to lose, but they weren't trying to win. One of the McCordy twins, whichever one played for the Browns.
1: He, he was quoted saying that he was put put words in his mouth. And last but not least, because I I just can't help myself, I want to get into this narrative a little bit. Do you think when Brian Flores, Coach Flores, who, by the way, I like a lot, interviewed with the Denver Broncos, not only were they late an hour, okay, Coach, uh, I'm sorry, uh, John Elway and, uh, and I don't remember who the other person was, but do you believe that they were late an hour and they were drunk when they showed up? Or do you think that's the media making issues of this?
0: I'm sure. I'm sure there's some truth to it. I don't know how much. I, truth, I believe but. he was
1: late an hour, but I mean, drunk, really? Yeah,
0: I, I think. I, hear, he, I,
1: he, I I hear John Elway's really upset about those comments.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it's you're dragging his name through the mud. If it's true, it's true, but I'll never admit that. You where know? does
1: Brian Flores end up? Because I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to tell you where I think he ends up.
0: I think. I think he's going to get. I, I. I. I mean, I hope he doesn't get blackballed out of the league because he should not be. No, um, he ain't getting black balls out of the league. Coach. He's
1: too he's too good of
0: a coach. You think do you think he ends up getting hired this cycle?
1: If he doesn't, Jacob, if he doesn't, the National Football League has a lot of explaining to do. The end absolutely the end where I think coach Flores is gonna end up in my opinion the New Orleans Saints
0: that's what I was gonna say but I just don't I He's think gotta end-
1: get hired this cycle he didn't do anything wrong okay in He's my not, opinion no, no.
0: I, I think they're gonna if he gets hired this cycle it'll be the Saints that's about it I think they go with the enemy I honestly think the Saints are gonna hire the enemy
1: do you really? Has he been interviewed yet?
0: Uh he's getting interviewed today.
1: Oh, he is getting interviewed today. I wonder yep. if they're gonna have a second interview with him. That that'll be the uh the, the that'll be the telltale sign. I'll tell you what, especially to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you haven't heard the last of uh oh, can you hold on just for a second? Uh make yourself full screen.
0: Sure. There we go. So yeah, we'll, we'll pull up some of these comments while we're doing it. Uh, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Uh, he slipped my mind. Absolutely, Isaiah Likely is a great tight end. Um, he could hear his name be called between rounds two and four. You're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. Um, he does he does a lot, not a lot of the same things. I think Trey McBride. I think is just heads above a lot of these. Uh, Sorry. I, I think I think he's just heads above a lot of the other tight ends. Um. The only thing that concerns me with Trey McBride, he just seems less... I don't want to say... Athletic's the wrong word. He just seems less fluid with his yeah. route run than um than a lot of other... But, but you're. T- I'm not going to say it right. Gronk doesn't look like a great... He's not a great route runner. He doesn't look like he knows what he's doing when he's out there, even though he's one of the best tight ends of all time. You can't judge based off... I, I, Trey McBride passes the eye test for me watching him he can block he can catch he can do everything that you need a tight end to do he's not a receiver and last time there was a receiver like tight end his name was Evan Ingram and he turned out to be a bust so
1: yeah i remember that but what i was saying about the tampa situation you know because the two hottest commodities they had one 1A one and 1B it was Byron Leftwich and it was Todd Bowles. I've, i haven't supported Byron Leftwich since He's been around, especially under Bruce uh, Bruce Arians. I'm not a big Bruce Arians fan, okay? I don't believe in that type of mentality of coaching an offense, okay? The risk it, no biscuit. You have great running backs. You don't utilize them. It almost reminded me a lot of Matt Nagy. And believe it or not, it reminded me a lot of uh, an ex-New York Jet head coach. The difference was he had a lot more of a supporting cast to be able to identify. But anyway, Bruce Arians, in my opinion, I think he's got a lot of decisions to make. I have a funny feeling. I think he may step down. That's just my own opinion. I think they're setting up Byron Leftwood to be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. and uh, I
0: think it's next year.
1: You think it's next year?
0: I think, I think Arians is one more year.
1: And that would be the detriment to this football team, in my opinion. Because if you noticed, everybody's like, oh, we're going to lose Byron and Todd. Brother. He had an interview with Jacksonville. Here. Can you name the other teams? There were speculations that the New Orleans Saints were very interested in them. They didn't even set up the interview. Nobody, absolutely nobody, interviewed Byron Leftwich. And he's not even the most deserving on the team. In my opinion, it would have been Todd Bowles, in my opinion. I like Todd Bowles as a head coach. There was nothing wrong with him.
0: <clears throat> but Leftwich didn't not get hired by the Jaguars, right? Leftwich. Took himself out of the running to be the Jaguars head coach. Why? And I think it speaks more. Why? I think that might speak more to the to to the Jaguars than it does to the Bucks' future plan. You, it I does think,
1: really. It, it, you mean you don't you don't think it has something to do with a first time head coach saying that I have to have control of the entire football team and decisions on who they're going to draft? I
0: I, I think so, I think that. Who's it, Byron Leftwich? I think he wants control and. The Jaguars aren't going to give it to him. I I, I really at, think that, that Trent Balk or whatever, Trent Balk. I don't know how to pronounce his name, actually, but
1: I know what you're talking about, but you understand what I'm saying. Paul,
0: Balk, all these guys, it's such a dumpster fire, right? When we look at Jacksonville, it's not like Detroit because Detroit's not a dumpster fire of an organization right now. They have a good they have, they have a good GM. A, I think a solid head coach and they're they're trying to turn this thing around and they have a plan to do it the jaguars are all over the place and every time you think that they're they figured it out maybe then they go and hire Doug Peterson
1: which was the correct hire okay I, I, he's he's man. he's a proven head coach and he didn't even go in there with the expectations that the point i'm trying to make is this you have a coordinator okay that has only been to the super bowl and won it he was not the head coach he wasn't the one making the decisions Look, that was a very that, that was a store-bought team that absolutely went all the way and they won it. You have another coach in Doug Peterson who faced adversity, took a mediocre football team, made them great, won a Super Bowl. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, those are the differences. And the other point I'm trying to make, and there's going to be people out there going to say, "Well, Baron Ruffledge did the right thing by not taking the job because they think that that organization's a dumpster fire." My hat's go off to a coach that wants to take that team and be the consummate team player to bring them to fruition, rather to futility. Byron Leftwich didn't get any other interviews. So, how great is he?
0: I think Byron yeah. left. I think the reason Byron Leftwich didn't take the Jaguars' job is because of Todd Bowles. And, and let me explain why.
1: Oh, this is I, interesting.
0: I, I think that when you look, and Byron Leftwich wanted to bring in his own general manager. If you're if you're a first time head coach, you want to bring in your general manager. And that makes complete sense. I really I completely understand that. My problem is that when you look at a first time head coach and Byron Leftwich looks at what happened with Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles coach goes to be the head coach of a Jets team with poor ownership, a poor poor management in the front office, poor general manager, all that, and a poor roster. Now Todd Bowles take goes six and ten, seven and nine, and then f- wins four games. He gets fired in three years, and now right, he's not even getting interviews in this cycle. Now it's going to be hard for him to really get another head coaching job because but neither he was did Byron a head coach the first time, but neither right?
1: did Byron Leftwich. Jacob, that's the whole but point Lefwich. I'm trying to make.
0: If Leftwich goes to the Jaguars and 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 Trent Balkey and and their GM pulls the same shenanigans that he has for the last however many years right now all of a sudden leftwich which it's gone in three years with Balke, and then people are looking at what happened when byron left which was the head coach of the jaguars and saying you know there's so there's always so many good options why would we want a guy that went in and won three games four games and then five games or five games and then four games and then whatever got fired in three years why would we want to bring him in to be the next leader of our team? Great, right? great oh, point. He had Tom Brady, right? Certainly doesn't help. His case that he had Tom Brady playing quarterback for him.
1: Okay. And well, that awesome. brings me to that brings me to the point that I wanted to bring up to you now. Okay, so let's just say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are gonna keep him, and they made him go ahead and try to turn down the job or ask for too much, whatever the case may be. The point I'm trying to make is Byron left, which in my opinion, asked for too much control. For those reasons, the National Football Team, National Football League team, just said no. It was like, no, I'm going to take option B. We can still have a little bit of control and a proven guy that's already been in the National Football League. But here's the point I'm going to try to make because Jacob just made it. He said, why would he want to take that because of the poor ownership, because of Todd Bowles? Hold on. Who's to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneer team's not going to get tore apart next year because Brian, because Bruce, uh, Bruce Arians is leaving? You don't have Tom Brady anymore. You don't have a quarterback that is a Tom Brady on that roster. However, in my opinion, if they go outside the organization and get an Aaron Rodgers or they get a Russell Wilson, this team here in Tampa Bay is in trouble because now you have to learn a completely different blocking scheme for a mobile quarterback to a to a stationary, uh, to, a, to a statue type of quarterback. I don't, okay, a not passer. Let me finish. Let me finish. There's a reason for my madness, and you can rebuttal. So let's just say they don't get these two quarterbacks, and they stay with a Blaine Gabbert. And now you've lost Cameron Brake, You've lost Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin. Hold on. An aging defensive line, and now you have a mediocre team, and you set this team back five, six years. And now you have Byron Lef, which is your head coach. You put him up there, and you're going to try to make a Super Bowl run. Tell me how that's going to work and how that's more conducive than taking a Jacksonville job where they're not expected so much, where you still have a chance of developing the number one overall pick of last year's draft.
0: Explain I, that I, to
1: me. I, now you understand where I'm coming from?
0: I do, but, I, man... If Byron left, and I here's my thing with the with the Bucks, I don't think that they're going to try and go after an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I really do not. I think that they like a guy sitting there at 30, whatever pick they have, 28, 27. Or they pair some nice picks together, together trade up 15 picks, take a guy that they like. Take a guy like Matt Corral. Take a guy, trade up for a guy. Like Kenny Pickett, I, I truly think that that's a possibility. Or, and you mentioned how you have to learn a whole new blocking scheme for a guy like, uh, or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Who's to say that they don't get Tom Brady's true successor, and they don't make Jimmy a Garoppolo? Or Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: You know what? Uh, that would that would actually work in Tampa Bay, in my opinion. Okay. The only because problem of-
0: is that if Byron left, which is the head coach, they refuse to still run the damn football. And if they try and rely on Jimmy G to throw the ball, they're not going to win more than six games this year. Next year, I
1: think they're going to. I think they're going be forced if Byron left, which is the head coach. I think they will go ahead and utilize a running football, a, a running game. That's just my opinion, because you can't put the ball in Jimmy G's right. hands. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest attributes are uh, setting up the pass via the run. He, he's, he's, he, let me tell you something. Jimmy G quietly had a s- phenomenal year throwing the football. Through threw for almost 4,000 yards and he missed like five football games. That's incredible. Okay. But his success came off the run. I still think that Kyle Trask is the answer. He's a prototypical style of quarterback. He's a good pocket passer. He's very smart. Scales the pocket very well. Has a really good arm. I don't know much about his decision-making other than what I've seen in Florida, and it was marginal at best. But then again, all quarterbacks can grow depending on the system that they're in. But Blaine Gabbert is your stopgap quarterback. You don't have to give up draft picks. You still have a very good team that are around. You can draft to fill in a couple of holes. And I'm going to tell you what Carson Palmer said, the great Carson Palmer said about Bruce Arians back in 2017, quote, unquote. In your very first year, Under Bruce Arian's offense, you will throw the most interceptions you ever have. It'll look like you forgot how to play and how to read a defense. But in year two, it just starts to take off. And the deep deep pick that I would take, but Tampa fans want to like throw bricks at me when I say this, you need to go out and go get Jameis Winston. It doesn't cost you a lot of money. Because if they can run the football and he already knows that offense, I think he cuts down on the mistakes.
0: See, I flip it. I think the Saints should resign Jameis Winston. I think that's their best option at quarterback. That's Thanks. what I think. The, the it, Saints, they, five, they, five and two, four and two, four and one, with Jameis Winston playing quarterback. I'm just saying he
1: he won't make as many mistakes. If You want the best quarterback for this offense? It's going to be Byron, uh, not Byron Left. It should be Jameis Winston, and then the next one would be currently on the roster, and then which is Blaine Gabbert, and then it would be cow trash,
0: Mitch, Mitch Trubisky.
1: Why not? Nah, Mitch Trubisky's going to the NFC South, bro. I'm telling you. He's going there or
0: he's going to Washington. I, I, I like I want him to go to the Giants. I think that's the best thing for him.
1: Um, I you know what I agree. I, I think he deserves a chance.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this Raiders hire a bit. Sure. I, I probably have a different opinion on it than you do, unless
1: I don't have uh, much of an opinion. I'd love to hear yours though.
0: So so Josh McDaniels gets hired by the Raiders after so many rumors of Josh McDaniels getting hired as a head coach every single year for the last four years. Um, and they this is big. I think this is bigger than, than the McDaniels hire. They poached defensive coordinator, uh, former defensive coordinator for the Giants, Patrick Graham, to be the Raiders next DC, which is a great hire for them.
1: I, I like that hire.
0: It's a great hire. Josh McDaniels... If the Raiders try and run... A Patriot-like offense with Derek Carr, it's not going to work. Why?
1: Why don't you think it's going to work?
0: Because Derek Carr is so much better than a Patriot offense. Than what Mac Jones did last year. I know it got them to the playoffs. But the Raiders don't have the defense that the Patriots had. That's true. The defensive schemes. They don't have Bill Belichick. Right? This is not... Harry, I, I... I like I like the higher in terms of a leader. And I hate to I, I can't look on the past and dwell all the past, but there hasn't been a Belichick hire that is really a Belichick tree hire that has really worked.
1: And and you know what, especially McDaniels, I thought he was a flop when he was the previous head coach. Okay. And I thought there were a lot of other coaches that were far more deserving than McDaniels to become a head coach. In my opinion, I thought a perfect fit for the Raiders would have been a Brian Flores. It would have been uh, the OC from Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. Um, I why does my brain not work today? Eric, Eric be Eric, Eric I,
0: I, I was all in on them retaining Rich Passaccia, the, guy, the, the interim guy that they had after they fired John and I, right. I loved what Passaccia did. He was a leader. The players defended him. Apparently, they were upset when they found out that they weren't retaining him. He was a leader for this. He took the te- He took a team that battled through diversity, uh, adversity, and 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 you know everything that happened with Rugs and Gruden and, and and a literal head coaching change, and almost and took them to the damn playoffs, Harry. You know, like this is a team that that was dragged through the mud.
1: I'm, I'm kind of laughing here. I'm kind, the- I'm, kind, I'm kind of chuckling, looking at a comment. I got to put this up for you. Troy Palomalu says, Marco Smith, Kaiser University. (laughs) Oh, God. Christian, tight end Isaiah, likely from Coastal Carolina, could hear his name called somewhere between rounds two and four. That's a small school. Yeah,
0: I talked about this one already. But likely, yeah, like I said, likely is a very, very good player. Hungover, not drunk left which bowls yeah i don't like either of them as, as head coaches but.
1: I, I like Bowles though i'm telling you man I, I just
0: he's fine he's not he's not a lead they, you need a team if you want to go if you want that you have to go to a team with a, a loud uh or he makes he needs to make loud hires because it doesn't seem like he's really a leader and it's it's a hard thing to say but he just wasn't a loud coach how, 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 are you
1: a, how are you a proven mediocre head coach, Troy? I'll that, tell you that's... who's
0: a proven mediocre head coach. Jeff Fisher is a proven mediocre head coach. Seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, seven and nine.
1: <laughs> Super Bowl.
0: Oh, has no business. Yeah, yeah. I meant the last like three years he was in, <laughs> in St. Louis. Hey, fellas. I don't know who that is. But... That's so uh,
1: Michael Hughes from the mic on the mic.
0: Gotcha. What up, Mike? Oh, Harry, as a bear, is there any names that you've really looked up for, as a Bears fan for the draft? No, you guys, no, you guys I, do... honestly,
1: honestly, it, 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 my time gets so consumed in handicapping in professional sports that it's very difficult for me. So when the draft comes around and I make these guest appearances like on your show, I'm like, wow. Absolutely, bud. The last draft show that I did it was done at Ferg's, right? Mm-hmm. All those people are watching the whole nine yards. I'm sitting next to our buddy, right? And uh we're talking about him, and he says, "What do you think of this player?" And and it was the same answer every time. Man, what a high motor! Never gives up on a play. What a great character. What a great guy. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> um, was, I like
1: and Joshua. That. Yeah, and Joshua says to me, you "Ready?" Quote unquote, and he goes. You know he went to jail last week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was his brother, though. I mean, I was kind of my mistake. I,
0: um, what do you think of
1: this guy? Great motor, buddy.
0: <laughs> when you watch, when you when you watch the draft, I think it's so funny how they, every time a player gets drafted, it's every player. They're like, yeah, they're they're like, um, he, you're yeah, like, he's a great player, all this, and then they're like, when he was six, like his dog was unfortunately run over by a car which motivated them. They, they, they give him like the saddest. They said like the saddest, the saddest sob stories. about. Hey, like- I
1: had four of the first 10 picks. Correct. I don't know how many people had four out of the first top 10 picks. Correct. And I did know one thing, my buddy in heaven, Mr. Patrick Searcy. God love you. You still owe me a steak dinner. And so do about 300 other people. Cause Mac Jones didn't go to San Fran. I said it. Everybody said it. He wasn't going there. And everybody disagreed with me, including Mr. The Great Peter Blake. He still owes me a hamburger.
0: I was all in on Mac Jones to the Patriots. I thought that that there was no way they traded up for Mac Jones. As soon as the Patriots,
1: not the Patriots, as soon as the 49ers took Trey Lance, it started looking more and more like it. And then the Bears jumped everybody to go get Justin Fields. I could see you on your soapbox going, "He's going to the Patriots." <laughs> it was like you were correct. I mean, it was unbelievable. So to answer your question, when it comes to the draft, do I like anybody? Yeah, whoever you like, brother. Because I'll tell you what, you this is what this is your wheelhouse. That's why you're the guru yeah.
0: my of the draft, of
1: and you're the guru of uh, handicapping uh, fantasy football. It's just unbelievable I, I love, what you do.
0: This is my favorite time of year. I love draft season. March. Okay. I'll give you this. March is the most boring month of all time for football. March is so brutal. Because like it's like a weird time in between like like between the Super Bowl and like free agency, right before free agency starts. It's like this lull period where right. we're really gonna have to find stuff to talk about, Harry. <laughs> it's gonna be we're gonna have to really come up with stuff. A lot of mock drafts. A lot of mock drafts. Oh
1: boy. Uh, Are you sure we period. just can't talk about who we like in baseball? I mean, I do have a show called The Over Under. It's pretty damn good. I can tell you that. We talk about baseball things. We we, we might even give some pick outs, picks out about, uh, you know, basketball. And maybe we'll sprinkle a little hockey in there once in a while. No soccer, though. Sorry.
0: No, no soccer. <laughs> I think uh, we'll we'll have to find stuff to talk about during that time. But draft season, I love it, man. I love it. Um, I'll obviously be live for draft night, as always, on April 29th, I believe april 29th april 20th, something like that i'll give you an exact date i'm super excited about it though it's gonna be this is gonna be a fun draft because it's so unpredictable this year right because you don't have a consensus number one pick you know and then once th- everything in that top five can change because right there's there's the chance the jaguars go with the, the logical pick which is evan neal the offensive tackle out of alabama by far the best tackle in this draft I think by far the best lineman in this draft. Or they can go with the consensus best player in this draft, which is Aiden Hutchinson, right? The adjunct of Michigan, he's a real stud. But if you want to develop your quarterback, do you waste number one pick on a a tackle or do you really try and, like, hammer down on this defense that was so good for the Jaguars just four years back, right? Hey, I, I... well, if, if if you're the Jaguars, you go in offensive line. Or you go in, You're going defense.
1: You got to go offensive line, man. You got to protect that prized possession. You have got all that invested. You have to. I mean, don't you agree with that, or am I wrong on
0: it? No, I, you see, I like. I agree. I think Evan Neal should be the pick, um, for the Jaguars. But once again, it's the Jaguars. So, and until they change management, it's hard to say anything about. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, though, Doug Peterson, the hire of Doug Peterson, the fact that he built up that Eagles offensive line and was it was so important to him. I think that kind of helps the chances of Evan Neal going number one this year. Christian draft season's is the best. Absolutely. I like having someone in the comments that actually like that can give us knows what they're talking about. That knows what they're talking about when it comes to the draft. There is no offseason of football. Certainly not. There's just a weird lull period in between and- the Super Bowl. And, free and, here
1: com- and here comes the tribal troll himself, the man with the plan.
0: Trace McSorley is greater than Zach Wilson. He's and not. You
1: know what? He's not. But you know what to know something? McSorley really was pretty good. I really, I really like McSorley, though. I really did. I thought he was a fire. You know who he reminds me of? I'm glad you brought that up, Troy, because you know, finally you bring some substance to the table, okay? You know who he reminds me of? Heineke from the Washington, what are they now called? How about the, Washington?
0: Washington. <laughs> I'm from Washington,
1: the quarterback for Washington? He reminds me of Tyler Heineke. I mean, tell me he doesn't. It's the same type of player. I mean, just he literally does. utilizes his legs. He's kind of short. He still has a pretty good size arm. And he's, he's just, I'll tell you what, I really like him a lot.
0: Yeah. All right, Harry. Well, I'm going to let you get out of here. Enjoy the Pro Bowl today. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be watching that. Um, the pro bowl me the of the, the pro bowl yeah, the pro bowl and, and and as a note to everyone i don't even need harry to say it, guys don't bet on don't even try and bet on the pro bowl don't bet el on the paso, el paso baby oh, yeah, el paso all right harry go ahead tell everyone where they can find you
1: i'll tell you where you can find me you can find me friday nights on the over under live here on 1252 on monday and wednesdays you can find me on the sports web with peter blake on the youtube channel and uh that's about it. You're going to get all the picks. We're going to start giving picks out next week for the Super Bowl. Some proposition bets. Might even have a couple of special guests like a young gentleman by the name of Jacob Charno, who's never made an appearance on a Friday. But we just might be able to get him in there because we're going to be talking some of his favorite things. It's called proposition wagers. Thank you so much, Jacob, for having me on, buddy. Okay?
0: Yes, sir. If you say prop bets enough, it might. Be, I think I'll, I'll think I'll just appear no matter where I am.
1: Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Josh yeah Rosen. josh Ro- don't say that three times because that's not me that's not me he, he ain't no. coming on
0: josh Josh rosen's not me
1: it's uh are you sure
0: yeah i got if you, if you talk draft enough I'll jump on
1: you know if we say fat Mike three times he all of a sudden appears too
0: i don't know i i, I <laughs> we're not looking, doing that today yeah we we don't know we, don't, we can't try that today
1: he's tired he had a really good time he was celebrating Fred hubner's uh uh retirement they were over at Nick and ivy Brewing out in Lockport they had a really really good time I I don't know that to be for sure, but I was invited, but it was just a little bit of a drive for me. It's 1,200 miles. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Take care, Jacob. Thank you.
0: Peace. All right, guys. And with that, we're going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. Special thanks to Harry the Greek for coming on, talking Super Bowl, talking draft, talking offseason. Whatever it is, he's always here to talk about it with me, and I really do appreciate it. Go follow me on Twitter, at Jacob Charnow. Instagram, at Hard Count Football, guys. Check out all the other shows from 1252 Sports Chicago. There's a lot of great stuff going on here. Um, And subscribe to the Hard Count Football uh, YouTube channel. Really appreciate it. Going to help me grow, guys. I'll see you all next Sunday morning.